We're going to begin a four-week study on prayer, and I want to keep let you know, just to give you encouragement, that my part of it's going to be very short. Fifteen minutes I'll be talking, so mark me on it. Just about ten after I'll be done. But then it's your turn. We're going to be breaking into groups of six or so, and we're going to be praying this week. What? When Jesus went into the temple... Right the week before, he actually this happened twice, but he came in and people were buying and selling and they were doing all this stuff and he was just upset. He was broken hearted and he flipped over tables and he started, you know, pushing over the piano and stuff and he was upset and he said, hey, listen, my house is supposed to be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Get out, you know? And as we gather together, the very paramount thing, the very thing that the church is supposed to be focused on, number one, I think above all, is prayer. Focused on communicating with our Father. So over the next four weeks, I want to spend some time developing that in our lives. Now, right off the bat, I want you to know that prayer is totally, absolutely, 100% boring to the flesh. Now, the enemy has already been doing his groundwork. Look how many people are here this morning. I'm not kidding. He's already discouraged people. He knows what's coming. He's already discouraged people from getting up and from being here and being involved. They have no idea what's, what's happened. And over the next four weeks, I want you to be aware of the wiles of the devil. If I were to pull out a giant knife, and I had one, but I didn't bring it in because I thought it would be a little bit too graphic, but where would everybody's attention go? If you're in a fight, you know, let's say with someone, and they pull out a knife, what's the one thing you're focusing on? Get that out of their hands. The one tool that the Lord has given us in Him is prayer, and it's powerful, and it's mighty for pulling down all the junk that the enemy throws at us. There's so much we have to learn. But the one thing the enemy wants to do is he wants to take that out of our hands, and he's done it. And I would say as a society, as the church, he's taken prayer out of our hands. Why aren't people coming to the Lord? Why, isn't, why aren't miraculous things happening? What, why is the church just so, bleh, you know, why are we kind of just functioning on, why isn't it exciting? Why don't we have a vibrant relationship with the Lord? Why don't I have that is the question I'm asking. The one thing that's been taken out of my life time and time again is prayer. And I've been too busy in my life. You know, I've put priorities that shouldn't be there above. You know, above. You know, it's like it's more important. Have you ever noticed when you want to go pray? Man, if you ever want to get anything done in life, start to pray. Dear Lord, oh yeah, I really feel like doing that thing I didn't want to do in five years, you know? And you go and you start doing it. You ever notice that? The disciples. What's another thing? Anything you want to do something spiritual? You want to sit there and listen about God for ten minutes? What happens? Oh yeah, praise the Lord. And you're just like, you're done. You're tired. You're sleepy. The disciples, remember the garden? Hey, stay with me and pray for what? Just pray for an hour. Now, how long does that seem to you guys? For me, it's like, Pray for an hour. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm going to give a sleep offering to the Lord after 15 minutes, you know, I'm, I'm done. But it's the one thing we need. And by the way, it's a privilege. 
And this is something I wanted to talk about this morning. But uh, before we do, my major objectives uh, over the next four weeks, I have, I have five of them. Uh, it's one is to know the, our Father more intimately. John seventeen three says, this is eternal life, to know God and, the, and Jesus Christ in the sent. To know God more intimately. To know Him more. How do you know someone more? More better. To talk to them, right? To speak with them, to have a conversation with them. To know what they're like, to know their character, to know the things they like and they dislike. To be able to express yourself and for them to understand you. Isn't that what we all desire in a a conversation is to be able to communicate to someone and then for genuinely to hear you, what you have to say and go, yeah, I get you at the deepest level. I want to know the Father more intimately. I want to pray according to His will increasingly. The reason why our prayers don't answer often, we'll get into this later, is because we ask amiss. We ask for things that are selfish. We're not praying according to His will. And so prayer becomes boring. Why would we want to pray? God, give me the money. Give me the car. Give me the things, you know? You know, just a little experience. Uh, and they'll talk about this later today, but I'm, I'm so blessed to be here in Walla Walla. As we began to pray, God just started opening doors, and it was almost effortless on my part. Because as I sought the kingdom of God, as Christine sought the kingdom of God in our lives, as the elders sought the kingdom of God, God began to supply all the needs according to His riches and His glory. I would go, Lord, you know, we're supposed to be there, but these things happen. And He just goes, okay, move. I'm like, all right. (laughs) And then, you know, we get here, and then other things happen. He's so amazing. He's so faithful. But praying according to His will. What is it that you want to accomplish, Lord? Not what I want to accomplish. Your will be done. And that's why Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, you must what? Deny yourself. It's about His kingdom. Are we, about, are we praying about His kingdom, or are we praying just for our needs? Now, does God care about your needs? Deeply. Absolutely. He knows your checkbooks. He knows your situation. He knows your physical illness. He knows all that. But are we praying about the kingdom and for his kingdom and his glory? You know, so to pray according to his will increasingly. Three, to seek him for his specific will in our lives and in the, in the lives of, of Christ Community Fellowship. You know, we know the, about the Bible. It teaches about, it's, it has everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. And we read it, and it's His Word to us. And we understand it more about His character and His longing and His desire for us. But do I go to this school or do I go to that school? Do I do this or do I do that? Lord, should I, you know, do that? Or this person is hurting. To pray for His specific will in our lives. Lord, would you come and meet us here for the church? Lord, would you guide us? Yeah, Matt has a bunch of great plans. The elders, we've all been praying, we've been talking, we've been organizing stuff as we've been seeking the Lord and trying to do that. But God, it's all laid down at your feet. This is your kingdom. This is your church. This is your agenda. My life is yours. Whatever you say goes. Give me the faith to step forward in it. I do not want to go forward in Matt's plan. That's the last thing you guys want, believe me. We want him. We want what he wants. It's his kingdom. This is his church. He builds it, right? Oh man, that's just that's my heartbeat. 
to seek Him for a specific will for our lives and for Christ's community, to tear down the enemy's strongholds in Walla Walla in our homes. I want Him to kick some teeth in. You know what I'm saying? How many people do you know that are just torn? Their lives are in shambles. They're caught in drugs. They're caught in pornography. They're caught in just the ways of the world. They're selfish. They're lovers of self. And they can't help it. That's their nature. And they keep on getting entrenched in this death spiral that keeps on going deeper and deeper and deeper. And there's no hope. And so therefore, push them out of your way and hang around with happy people. You know? No. We're the church. And God's given us tools to go blow that stuff away. Prayer. Will we engage? Will we move forward in it? As you pray according to his will, guess what? John 15 says, guess what? I'm going to do it. Because it gives God the glory. If you ask anything in my name, in the name of Jesus, because guess what? We don't have an audience with God apart from Jesus. Guess what happens? I'm going to answer it for you. And then you'll know that you're my disciples. I want you to know that you're mine by the prayers that I answer, Jesus says. Isn't that awesome? You're going to know that you're his because he's going to do supernatural things. And believe me, it's going to be different on different levels. I remember when I was just, now you guys might just take this with a grain of salt, all right? Just already. I was out in the world, but I wanted to know, you know, hey, God, you know, I, w- I was at this church. I was way away from the Lord, and I decided, you know what? I fell on my heart to give him two, two bucks, but it was my cigarette money, right? And so I went ahead and I said, ah, I've, you know, God, here, you know, I'm going to give it to you. You know, that day I got a free pack of cigarettes. <laughs> God will meet you where you are. I'm telling you, on some levels, like Matt's level, it's way down here. You know, some of you are praying for world change and stuff. That's great. I'm you know, we're going to get together, and God's going to answer our prayers, and He works in, in, in amazing ways. Does He care about my health? Yeah, He took that away from me. But He met me where I was. And He wants to meet this world. He wants to tear down the strongholds in our families, the hatred that we've developed for one another in our society, the lack of care, the lack of love, the things that the enemy's doing. We want to tear Him down. There are principalities and forces and spiritual entities that are in our lives and around our homes and around these businesses and around these churches. There's a real spiritual war going on. And God has invited us and has commanded us and commissioned us to engage, to put on the full armor of God and go forward and start slaying some things in the name of Jesus. Amen? Not in my power, in His power. And that's what I wanted us to begin to engage in so that we might win some. We might go win the lost for Jesus Christ. Take some ground. So lastly, I want to watch God work and I want to praise him for it. I want to watch him work. Don't you just want to see him do stuff? Not so, oh yeah, we organized our stuff in a way that we're, yay, look at what we did. Hooray. No. It's where we just sit back and go, whoa, did you see that? That was God. And when we see him do something, whoa, what happens? Worship. We get excited and we go, Lord, we, we want you to do that again. You know, we want you to, this should be a, a daily thing in our lives, this supernatural, natural 
outflowing of prayer as we pray and he answers and guides and leads and directs according to his will. And as we put his kingdom, as we put his purposes and his agenda at the frontmost, then guess what? All the other stuff is, gets filtered in and it's not an idol in our lives. We go, wow, look what you're doing, God. Oh, and here, son and daughter, be blessed with this. Now, I've got like just uh, two minutes, so here we go. Those are the major objectives. But in beginning, I just want to read, I want to I wanted, I wanted go over the next four weeks through the Lord's Prayer. All right, so chapter 11. It says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught us to pray. And the, des- and the rest of the disciples said, be quiet. No, I'm just kidding. Don't you love that? Teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples to pray. And he said to them, when you pray, say, now I love this, uh, I like the better translation. It says, when you pray, pray in this manner. Like this. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. And we're going to stop there. The very first part, it says, His Father, hallowed be your name. It begins with worship. Lord, you are awesome. But guess what? I know I only have a minute, and this is really difficult for me, but <laughs> Father is the object of our prayer, that He is our Father. We're not talking to some far-off being. He is your Father, and you have access to the King of kings, to the Lord of lords, to the president of presidents, to the CEO of CEOs, to the most important person in the universe. You have access to him right now. If I want to go talk to the district manager of Walmart, I'm going to get his voicemail. If, If any of you have ever been in sales, try to talk to someone important, how does that work out? It never happens. You have a direct line to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and it was not always this way. You want to know why? Because God is holy. His name is holy. He's set apart. He's different than us. Our very presence in his presence, we would be incinerated because of our sin as a regular, unregenerated human being. We'd just be gone. Back before Jesus died, what they would do is there was a temple. And in the center of that temple, there was a place called the Holy of Holies. This is very important. Listen up, everybody. The very center of that was the Holy of Holies, where God's presence resided with his people. Was everybody allowed to go, hey, God, how you doing? No. There was a veil that separated. And what had happened is once a year, a priest would go in there. Now, after going through all these rituals and stuff, and then they were able to go in that, but they would always tie a rope around his leg just in case he didn't make it. They'd be able to pull him out. That's how holy God is. You just can't walk up to him. You ever seen the king and I? Like when you have this, this row, and what happens is if people come unapproached, they kill them on sight. They're dead. You can't approach the king without being asked. And then all of a sudden what happens? You see his kids. They run right through the middle, and they jump up in his lap. You are a child of the living God by the blood of Jesus Christ. He made a way for you. And you have access to his throne right now to pray, to talk to him, to get to know him. 
the enemy is standing there and going, you know what? You don't need to do that. Why don't you watch some television? You don't need to do that. Why don't you do this and that? He's just throwing things that are so going to burn away. Are you going to grab it or are you going to go after the king? He's here. He's waiting. And so what we're going to do over the next few weeks is I'm going to give a little section of this. Our Father, which are in heaven, he's our Father. We'll get more into it as we go, but this is how it's going to happen. We're going to divide up into groups of six, and we're just going to pray for 15 minutes. Now, instantly our flesh goes, I get to talk to people and be around. No. Let it die, right? We all get to do that. Let it die. And just begin to pray. And just let people know, hey, you can pray for this in my life, for this. And let's just ask the Lord for help. Go to your Father in heaven and ask Him for prayer. I have prayer leaders. Would you raise your hands? We're going to have people go to these people. So break up in groups of six in just a second. And we're going to go, and we're just going to pray for 15 minutes. And at the end of that time, I'll let you know, and then we're going to come back together, okay? We're going to do this for the next four weeks. Hang in there, and we're going to watch God do something. Secondly, And this is really important. Sunday Christians don't survive. Sunday Christians don't survive. We want Monday Christians. People who are in the Word, in in this world, Monday through Friday. And so what we're going to do is throughout the week, you have an insert, you have places where you can go and pray in the middle of the week. Call those people and say, hey, I'm coming. Now everything else is going to want to take priority. Correct? You're already thinking in your mind all the things that you can't, the reasons why you can't do it, correct? And there's going to be more reasons why you cannot go and you can't do it. Do you want to grow in your relationship with your Father? These are tools that we're putting in in our paths to do it. I don't want to go, but I need to go. I want to grow with my Father. I want to change. I'm tired of Matt. So let's pray for 15 minutes. Let's break up into groups. So we're going to stand. We're going to move, okay? Uh,